This is episode 26.2 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, a new, much funnier translation of the entire Hebrew Bible written by me, David Tuckman. I'm coming to you from my living room, slickly edited over some room tone to make it sound like I'm whispering to you before the show. Each month on the podcast, a guest joins me to read as much of the Old Testament as they can while I make fun of it. This time around, I'm joined by Michael Schreiber as we read When He Sent, a.k.a. Beshalach, the fourth portion in the book of Exodus, which I call Names. The next live show will be an open mic featuring your most horrifying holiday stories and be at Beauty Bar in New York City on December 22nd at 7.30 p.m. After that, I'll be recording at the Limud Conference in England sometime between December 27th and January 1st. Enjoy the show. Here's the recap. Previously in the Bible. All the water in the river turned to blood. Festering, pus dripping, bloody boil. Flowering forth <laughs> on man and animals. A gloomy darkness enveloped all of Mitzrayim for three days. Oh man. Hashem struck all of Mitzrayim's firstborns in the middle of the night. In the middle of that day, Hashem took the sons of Israel out of Mitzrayim in their legion. The sons of Israel rose out of Egypt in battle array. I'll strengthen Paro's heart and he'll chase after them. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Yeah! This is chapter 34, in which we bust out the expensive special effects. Exodus 14.5 to 14.31. Someone told the king of Mitzrayim the nation had run away. Even though he sent them out willingly. The hearts of the hearts? Hearts. Hearts. Multiple? Hearts. Multiple hearts. The hearts of Paro and his slaves yes. <laughs> turned around. Unless you're calling his slaves heartless. No. <laughs> no. 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 Not, not Paro. No. He was such a... He's uh, such yeah, a softy. <laughs> the hearts of Paro and his slaves turned around about the nation. Sounds very painful metaphor. Why did we do this, they said. Because a deity just destroyed your entire country. You have a very short-term memory. <laughs> we've sent out our slaves. We've sent out. We've sent our slaves. We've sent our slaves. I shouldn't have had that second bourbon. No, we've sent our <laughs> slaves from Israel away. It's a really weird sentence that I had trouble translating. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Paro got his chariot and took his nation with him. He took 600 choice chariots and also every chariot in Mitzrayim. <laughs> With third mans commanding all. So supposedly third mans means officers. More concerning is the fact that I couldn't find the Hebrew word for three while I was trying to figure out what this means in my brown driver's brig lexicon. So that's a little weird. Shalushim, right? Yeah, I couldn't find Shalushim. it. Shalosh wasn't there. Shalushim. I might have a misprinted one. I think it's captains, no? Yeah. Okay. Teach their own. Okay. <laughs> third mans. Third mans. It's a reference to the Orson Welles movie. Hashem strengthened the heart of Paro, king of Mitzrayim, as he chased after the sons of Israel. So he is the total puppet master making all of this happen. It's so devious, it hurts. It's also a little repetitive. Seems like some sloppy <laughs> editing on... Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Not on my part? No, 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 no. I, that, was, that wasn't a critique of you. It was of the original redactors. Moses. Yeah. God is a very bad editor. The sons of Israel left with an upraised hand. Which I imagine means they were just fist-pumping the whole way. <laughs> Mitzrayim chased after them, surrounding the sons of Israel by the sea. Every one of Parashariot's horses, horsemen, and the entire army were near Piachi Road in front of Baltzvon. They actually have a plaza there near the timeshares now. <laughs> all the king's horses and all the king's men. Yes. Paro closed in. The sons of Israel lifted their eyes, and would you believe it? Mitzrayim was coming after them. 
so I, I decided very early on that I would translate Hine differently every time. Which <laughs> Some very goofy ones. They, they didn't teach it to me that way in no. yeshiva. <laughs> they were very scared and cried out to Hashem. Maybe there aren't enough graves in Mitzrayim. You had to take us out of the desert to die. <laughs> so Jewish. So Jewish. <laughs> so Jewish. They're trying to guilt trip God. <laughs> I said to Moshe. Yeah. What is this? Why'd you take us out of Mitzrayim? What did we say to you, Mitzrayim? Leave us be and we will serve Mitzrayim. <laughs> that didn't We'd happen. rather serve Mitzrayim than die in the desert. Really? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That didn't re- actually, they never actually said that. No, they that. never said that. Not, not according to the <laughs> Exactly, so they're anyway. gaslighting too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid, Moshe said to the nation. Stand strong. You will see Hashem bring salvation for you today. Those Mitzram you see today, you'll never see them again. Ooh. Except for all the Egyptians that yeah, are currently living exactly. in Egypt. Okay, oh well. No. Hashem will war for you, and you will be speechless. So, um, I think one of the problems with this story, actually... You speechless Jews, there's no such thing. <laughs> no, but I, I think one of the issues that I have is that um, we learn this story so early in our lives that it's really hard for it to be dramatic, like translated. I'm like trying my hardest to kind of make the pacing work, but because everyone knows what's about to happen, it doesn't. So perhaps if you can try to imagine you don't know what's about to happen. God just promised to make the Egyptians go away and leave them speechless. It is, you know, having, having read it in Hebrew, yeah. it is I made a joke about the editing. It yeah, is very repetitive. And yes, exactly. Clearly a case of multiple writings coming together yes. and woven <laughs> with, a, with a poor editor. It doesn't help the translator's job. No, no. Anyway, back yeah. to the Bible. Why are they yelling at me, Hashem said to Moshe. I do not understand human emotion. I am just a simple god. <laughs> Tell the sons of Israel to march forward. Raise your staff and stretch your hand over the sea. You will split it so the sons of Israel can cross it on dry land. And me? Whoa, boy! I will strengthen Paro's heart. At this point, Paro's heart has been hardened so many times, it's pretty much just a rock. (laughs) And we'll come after you. I will be honored through Paro, his entire army, their chariots, and their horsemen. Well, what's left of them anyway? Mitzrayim will know I am Hashem. Got it. The messenger of Elohim that traveled in front of Yisrael's camp moved behind them. The pillar of cloud moved from in front of them to behind them. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Between both camps, where the cloud and the darkness were. It lit up the night. The camps did not approach each other. Well, that light at night was probably hard to sleep. Yes. Like a Kenny, Ro- Ro- Kenny exactly. Rogers Rooster sign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moshe stretched out his hand over the sea, and Hashem spent all night moving it with a strong easterly wind. Which is not as dramatic as it happening instantaneously, but I guess still pretty cool and against the laws of nature. He turned the sea into dry land and divided the water. So, interestingly, the word for dry land is similar to the word for waste, desolation, or, or sword. It's, it's cherev beto chayam. Uh, Hebrew foreshadowing. Sorry, finishing my drink. (laughs) The sons of Israel went into the sea on the dry land. The water stood like walls on both sides. Mitzrayim chased after the sons of Israel, bringing every one of Paro's horses, chariots, and horsemen to the middle of the sea. Hashem looked down on Mitzrayim's camp from a pillar of fire and cloud. Don't cross the pillars, man. 
terrorizing them. So I guess they must have been going nuts because God was literally bearing down on them in a massive stream of fire and cloud, pretty much the last scene of Raiders. Melted faces. Melted melted paro faces. At morning watch. He pulled the wheels off their chariots so they could hardly move. So it's like pulling off the wings of flies for this guy. Yeah. It's amazing. It's not it's not nice. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Let's get away from Israel's faces, Mitzrayim said, because Hashem is fighting for them. Okay. No comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. All right. No comment. Stretch your hand over the sea, Hashem said to Moshe, and the water will fall on Mitzrayim, its chariots and its horsemen. Before morning, Moshe did just that. The sea returned with full force, and Mitzrayim went to meet it. That was dumb. (laughs) Hashem drowned Mitzrayim in the sea. The water came back and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all of Paro's soldiers who came after the sons of Israel. Not one was left. Shit. The sons of Israel walked on dry land within the sea. The water stood like walls on their right and the left. We know. They said that already. Yeah. <laughs> sloppy, sloppy. Sloppy, bye That day, <laughs> that day, Hashem redeemed Yisrael from Mitzrayim's hand. Yisrael saw Mitzrayim dead on the seashore. <laughs> gross. And the great force Hashem showed in Mitzrayim. They feared Hashem and believed in him and his slave, Moshe. Damn. So slave? That, Evid? Slave, Evid. Evid, okay. Evid is always slave for servant. me. Okay, fair enough. That's, That's true, because I don't believe the, uh, the vocalization is not in the original text. That was added centuries later, so we don't know if it's uh, Evid or fair enough. Evid. Anyway, that's chapter 34. Learn something new. A crazy one. Uh, and now chapter 35, in which this turns into a musical. Exodus 15.1 to 15.21. I, w- I will not sing. No, no, I to go. Not it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing you a favor, believe no. me. No. <laughs> I don't Moshe. even know what tune you'd put this to. That's right. Give me a beat. Yeah. <laughs> Moshe and the sons of Israel sang this song to Hashem. So this is where the Bible turns into one of those chapters of The Hobbit nobody reads. <laughs> Funny. Like three people in the audience turned to somebody where they're like, I read that chapter. <laughs> I know, I read it too. <laughs> well, we I'm s- translating the entire Bible. I'm kind of a completist. Well, we say this daily. We this, say this every this single day. in our prayers. Part of the morning prayer. There you go. Sing to Hashem because he is most majestic. Chariot and horse were cast into the sea. The strength and power of Ka. The power of Yah, man. Yeah. Sorry, I yeah. changed the... No, it's fine. Ja, ja. I know, and I have okay. that written in my note. I just... Okay, fair enough. Brain fart. The strength and power of Ja will pa- be a salvation to me. This is my Kel, and I will beautify him. The Elohim of my fathers, I will exalt him. Hashem is a warrior. Hashem is his name. How they know all the words to this song? I know. It's like Moshe had the sheet music. <laughs> they, they were able to prepare the words of this song for the thing they didn't know was going to happen. And, and yet not they big bread. bread. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Paro's chariots and soldiers thrown in the sea. His select captains drowned in the Reed Sea. The abyss will cover them. They sunk like a rock to the depths. Hashem, your right hand is gloriously strong. Your left hand, not so much. It's kind of like a (laughs) T-Rex. Hashem, your right hand crushes our enemy. And here's the lamentations of their women. That's a lot of uh, anthropomorphism there. It really is. 
Hashem, by the way, his third hand, nobody knows what it's like, but he has infinite hands because he's, he's God. I'll not go anywhere near that one. <laughs> Your overwhelming majesty destroys all comers. Except for that bastard Nietzsche. You sent your wrath to devour them like straw. It's a really lame metaphor. With the wind of your nose, more anthropomorphized, yeah. the waters stacked up, liquid stood like walls. Again, a sneeze, not a great metaphor, or maybe it is. In the heart of the ocean, the abyss became solid. I will chase, I will overtake, the enemy said. I will divide their booty to my heart's content. Oh, boy. I will unsheath my sword. Oh, God. My hands will make them poor. <laughs> Divided booty and unsheathed yeah. swords. They don't, they don't teach this in the early grades, do they? No, they do, do they? not. <laughs> they don't translate it this way. Yeah. You swept your wind and covered them with the sea. They plunged like lead in the glorious waters. Who is like you among the elves, Hashem? Who is like you, majestic in holiness? Wondrously fearful marvel maker. When you stretched out your right hand, they were swallowed by the ground. Well, the water, but who's counting? You led the nation, you freed with kindness. Not so much kindness for the nation you murdered, but, you know. <laughs> you gather That's them cool. in strength to your holy home. The nations here, they tremble. Anguished, writhing grasps all those who live in Plushet. Not Plushet. The clans of Edom are terrorized. The higher-ups at Moab gripped by trembling. All the people living in Canaan melted. <laughs> Speaking of the last scene of Raiders. Plushet, Edom, Moab, Canaan, what do they have to do with Mitzrayim? Uh, they're just around, I yeah. guess. Okay. Fear and terror befall them. With your giant hand, you've frozen them in stone. No doubt the right giant Exactly. Hand. Until your nation... I wonder how it got that big. Well, oh. I think I went oh. where you weren't going to go. Yeah, yeah. Just for the note, I didn't go there, David. <laughs> Uh, with your giant hand, you froze them in stone until your nation crosses Hashem. Until this nation that you've brought crosses over, you will bring them and plant them in the mountain you own. Okay. God owns one mountain. <laughs> the foundation of your resting place you made, Hashem, a sanctuary to our master you've established with your hands. Hashem will reign forever and ever. Amen. That's the end of the song, That's right? the end of the song. Because Pyro's horses and his horsemen and his chariots rode into the sea, Hashem turned the waters of the sea on them, and the sons of Israel walked on dry land within the sea. <laughs> In case you forgot why they were singing this uh, song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The prophetess Miriam, sister of Aaron. So uh, this is one of the first uses of the word prophet, and it's used for a woman. Also, Miriam is referred to as the sister of Aaron, not the sister of Moshe. Two little weird tidbits. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Rashi says, man. Yeah, yeah, what does Rashi say? Ra well, Rashi, I think, I think it's Rashi says, she's referred to as a sister of Aharon because that's when she made her original um, uh, nevuah. Her original prophecy came before Moshe was born. Okay. And uh, there are there are seven female prophetesses. Yes. So we're we're feminists in the in the yes in we the are Torah world. We are. Uh, whether or not it just translates into practice is another story. Yeah, yeah, it was somewhat sarcastic. But yeah. there are there are seven. There are seven. Yes. <laughs> there are seven women prophetesses. We've got some representation. I know that from my BJE study. <laughs> I could even. Uh, oh my God. Sarah, Miriam, Dvora, I don't. I don't Hannah, think I remember. Abigail, Hulda, sure. Esther. Okay. <laughs> A plus for me. Yeah. Uh, 
F for Anyway, me. the prophetess of Miriam, sister of Aaron, took the tambourine in her hand. Tome. Right? <laughs> they brought tambourines. <laughs> To, to, I would translate tome as drum. Tome as drum? Okay. Uh, but tambourine, drum, either way, where the hell did they yeah, get it? exactly. Yeah. All the women went out with her, twirling and dancing. Miriam chanted to them, Sing to Hashem, because he is most majestic. He tossed horse and chariot into the sea. That's chapter 35! <laughs> so much action! It's about time we slow things down with chapter 36, in which the gang gets moving. Exodus 15.22 to 15.27. Moshe led Yisrael from the Sea of Reeds. They went to the desert of Shur and traveled three days without finding water. They were all dead at the end. <laughs> <laughs> at Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. That's why they called it Marah. Marah means bitter. Miriam means bitter water. That's true. Yeah. Okay. The nation complained to Moshe. What are we going to drink, they asked. <laughs> I like that the Torah characterizes people literally dying of thirst, asking for water, as complaining. Maybe God did write this, after all. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? They kick, they, 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 make, they tell me I can't be president of the shul anymore. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moshe cried out to Hashem, who showed him a tree. Moshe tossed the tree into the water, turning it sweet. Originally, I wanted to ask how this could possibly happen, but God just split the sea, so the miracle is pretty minor. But why a tree, and how did Moshe pick up a tree? It's important to remember, Moshe is in like his 80s or his 90s by this point. So it really, that's your problem? Is age? No, 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 no. That's not my problem. I just, it makes me think that, you know, everyone's arguing about the casting of Christian Bale as Moses in the new Exodus movie. Because he's not Jewish. But I feel like even if you cast a Jew, it would have to be like an 80-year-old Jew to be historically accurate. Jackie Mason. So, Jackie Mason. Moses. My, yeah, my, I want to see Woody Allen <laughs> as Moses. And Mel Brooks, but, but Woody Allen's got a bit of a list too, so it kind of works. He's got this. Uh, are you right, no, let, let, my, let my people go. <laughs> yeah. So the tree must have been like a stevia tree or something. Exactly. <laughs> Natural sweetener. We got to find that tree. There he put a degree in judgment on him. There he tested them. Pronoun explosion in that verse. If you listen to Hashem, your Elohim's voice, Moshe said, and do what is upright in his eyes, turning your ears to his commandments and guarding all his decrees, all the sickness I put on Mitzrayim will not be put on you, because I am your doctor, Hashem. Dr. God, Sundays at 8 on CBS. <laughs> Some doctors play God, this one's the real thing. <laughs> that is, that is the word, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm your refuah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a hell of a copay you must pay. <laughs> <laughs> he only takes Medicare. Really... <laughs> they reached Elim, where there are 12 springs of water and 70 date palms, and camp by the water. <laughs> okay. That's all for this week. If you like the show, please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and the web. Or drop me a line at omgwtfbible at gmail.com. And please share the show with all your friends and rate and review it on iTunes. But most of all, be sure to listen to the next episode, because next time, in the Bible... Moshe completely threw God under the bus <laughs> yes, <he> there. Did. <laughs>